The Mishnahs continue to talk about the disqualification of the Mechatos that comes as a result of performing a different task at the same time. Now, this disqualification applies specifically to the water which is going to be used, and it also applies specifically until Kiddush, which is the adding of the ashes of the Paraduma to the water, until that occurs. Once the Kiddush has been performed, then performing a different task would not invalidate the Mechatos. And this Mishnah talks about two people who are performing different parts of the procedure for each other. And really there are two steps to the procedure. One is filling up the utensil with the spring water, and the second step is adding the Paraduma ashes to that water. And any time where the owner of the water performs a different action, after his water has been filled up, before the ashes have been added, that would invalidate the water. So if somebody says, Ruvain says to Shimon, Kadesh Li, perform Kiddush for me, and Akadish Loch, I will perform Kiddush for you with your water. So that means that they have both filled up their own water, and now each person adds the ashes to the other one's water. Harishon Kosher, only the first barrel to which the ashes are added will be valid, because there's no break in between when the water was filled up and when the ashes were added into the water. However, the other person's water will become invalidated because although the person who added the ashes to that water didn't perform any other task before doing so, the owner of that water did because the owner of that water added ashes to the other person's water. And since the owner of the water performed a different task, that would invalidate his water. Next case, Mali leave Amali Loch. He says to his friend, fill up the water for me and I'll fill up the water for you. And then we'll add ashes to our own water. In this case, kosher, the last container that is filled up with water is the one that's going to be valid. Because there's no break in between when it was filled up and when the ashes are going to be added in. However, the person whose barrel was filled up first, that means that before he added ashes, he first went and filled up the other person's container with water. So he performed a task that is not related to his own water that he is sanctifying, and that would invalidate his water. Third case, if a person has already filled up his container with water, and he tells somebody else, Kadesh Li, add ashes into my water, loch, and I will fill up your container with water. In this case, Shneim Kesherim, both of them will be valid, because... First, the ashes were added into his water, and only then did he start performing the other task of filling up his friend's container with water. And likewise, his friend's container will certainly be valid because the first person fills up that water, and the owner of that water is ready to add the ashes straight away. Final case of the Mishnah, if I say to somebody, Maleli, fill up my container with water... And then, I will add ashes to the water that you've already filled up your container with. In this case, both of the waters will be invalidated. Because my friend, who has already filled up his water, is filling up my water before adding ashes to his water. And likewise, once the my friend fills up water for me, before I add ashes to it... I add ashes to his water. So again, I'm performing a different task in relation to my own water, and therefore it would all be invalidated. Mishnehei, I'm a mali loyal chatos, one who fills up water into two containers, and one container he is filling up water from the spring for his own personal use, and he is filling up the other container for the sake of use for mechatos, 
The Mishnah is going to describe a way in which the water will not become invalidated by performing a different unrelated task. He should first fill up the container for his own benefit, and tie it to the end of the pole that he is going to place on his shoulder. That's how they would carry containers of water. They would attach one container to the front of the pole, one to the back, and carry it over his shoulder. So he should do everything that he needs to do with the container of water that he's using for his own benefit, and then he should start the, the getting involved in the water for the sake of the para'adumah. Then he should fill up the container with the water for the sake of the para'adumah. And the Mishnah will, in a moment, continue to explain how he should go about carrying them. But first, the Mishnah adds that if he reversed the order, if he first filled up the container with water for the sake of the mechatos, and then he filled up his own container with water for his own personal use, so that is a unrelated activity, and possible the mechatos will become disqualified. Continues the Mishnah, how should he go about carrying these waters? He should place the pole over his shoulder in a way that his water that he filled up for his own use is behind him, whereas the water that he's using for the sake of the Para'aduma waters, that will be in front of him. And that way he is able to watch over the water whilst he is carrying it, because as we have seen, as well as the disqualification that comes as a result of performing a different task, there is also a disqualification that comes as a result of not watching over the water constantly. So in order to make sure that he watches over that water, it must be in front of him and not behind him. And if he reversed the order, he placed the container that has the water that's going to be used for the mechatos behind him, then possible it will be invalidated and disqualified because he fails to watch over it constantly. Now the Mishnah adds, interestingly, that if both of the containers he filled out for the sake of the of using for the korban chatos. Now, of course, we're talking about a case where he intended to ultimately add them into one large barrel and it will all be part of one large mechatos, because if they were separate, then by filling up the second container, he's invalidating the first one. But the Mishnah is talking about a case where he intends to add them both into a larger barrel and perform one act of Kiddush. So currently they are both valid. In this case, if he is transferring them, he is able to have one of the containers in front of him and one of them behind him, and they will both still be valid. Even though we just learned that one is not able to watch over the container that is behind him, so surely the one which is at the back should be disqualified. The Mishnah explains, and there's two different versions of the Mishnah over here. Some Mishnahists read Mipanisha E-Fshar because it's impossible to watch over it in any better way. So that actually comes out as an advantage in a case where one is able to watch over it better by placing it in front of him instead of behind him. So it would be disqualified if he places it behind him. But in a case where he has two barrels, which are considered to be part of the same group of water, the same group of mechatos, so he is watching over all of them overall in the best way that he can. And that would not disqualify the water at the back. Other Mishnahists read Mipnesha Efshar because it is possible meaning that it's possible in this case to watch over it better than in the previous case. Because since there is Paraduma water in front of him, he realizes that he needs to watch it. And since anyway he's watching over the water in front of him, together with that he makes sure to watch over the water at the back. So there is actually an essential difference between this case and the previous case in that in this case he will watch over the water at the back better. 
One thing to note is that in the first half of the Mishnah, when he was carrying a container of water for his own sake at the same time, the reason why that is not considered to be performing a different task that should invalidate the Mechatas is because that actually helps him to carry the water of the Mechatas, because he balances the stick which is over his shoulder by having a container at the front and a container at the back. And that's why it's not considered to be something which is separate for his own sake, because that also assists in the transportation of the water that's going to be used for Mechatos. Mishnah if somebody borrows a rope from his friend in order to wrap it around the barrel or the container that he is using to fill up with water, and then he uses that rope to lower the barrel into the water which is flowing from the stream, and then he pulls it out using the rope... In general, people are not willing to lend items to other people unless they know that the person will return the item immediately once he finishes using it. The Mishnah discusses whether it is therefore permitted to return the rope to its owner after filling up the container with water before performing Kiddush. Or is that considered to be like a different task that is not related directly to the Kiddush? one who brings the rope in his hand in order to return it to its owner, if he meets the owner on his regular way towards performing the Kiddush, he doesn't take a different longer route in order to meet the other person and return the rope to him, then kosher, the water will remain valid, and handing over the rope to the other person does not invalidate it because... It is considered to be necessary, because without returning it, he never really would have been able to use the rope in the first place. And the truth is, according to the Torah, Midoraisa, even if he had to take a longer route in order to return the rope to its owner, it would not be considered a different task. It is considered to be related, because it is necessary, and therefore it would not invalidate the water. That having been said, Midorabonon, the Mishnah says... The Chachomim was stringent, and if he went not on the regular route, but he had to take a longer way, a longer path in order to return the rope to its owner, then possible the water will become invalidated, because it is causing a pretty significant delay and break in between the filling up of the water and the Kiddush. So it does very much appear like something major is going on in between those two processes, and therefore, Midrash Bonon, the water will become invalidated. However, since it is a stringency Midrash Bonon, there is room for leniencies in very pressing circumstances. Like the Mishnah goes on to record, a particular person went to Yavne, where the Sanhedrin, the large basin of the Jewish people, the large court of 71 judges, they sat in Yavne, once they left where they had been when the Beis HaMikdosh was around, when the Beis HaMikdosh stood, for the most part, they sat and judged cases over there in the Beis HaMikdosh. But later on, they moved to Yavne, and people had the custom of going to Yavne for the Sholosh Rugolin, the three major Yom Tovim, the three major festivals of Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot. Be as it may, a particular person went there for the three Yom Tovim, and each time he asked them about this above law, if somebody returned the rope to the person who he borrowed it from, and he went on a slightly longer route than he otherwise would have taken, and Vamoj Shlishi, when he asked this question on the third of those three festivals, the three Yom Tovim, 
the Sanhedrin validated the water as a haras sha'ar, which means that it was a law that was a one-time law to go against the regular law. In certain pressing cases, they are able to uproot a particular law, and the case in this story was that there was a very severe loss of money if the water would indeed be deemed invalid, because lots of things had been purified with that mechatos, and food had touched those utensils, and if it was indeed considered to be impure, if the mechatos was invalidated, so all of those items would have become impure, and because there was a very significant loss of money involved, and the invalidation is only Medira Bonon, so in that particular case, they were able to permit it. Somebody who wraps the rope around his hand bit by bit, this time we're talking about his own rope, and he, as he lifts up the barrel using the rope, he wraps the rope around his hand in order that there be less rope and it'd be easier for him to continue lifting up the container of water. Kosher, the water remains valid because this is not an unrelated task. He's only doing that in order to help himself to lift up the container of water. However, if after he has already lifted up the container from the water, then he continues to wrap it around his hand at the end, once it is no longer necessary in order to assist in the process of lifting the barrel out of the water, so then possible it would the water would become invalidated because now that is considered to be an unnecessary task. The truth is, Omar Biyasi said that this is only invalid Midrabonon, because according to Rabiasi, wrapping it around his hand at the end helps him to transport the barrel of water. It might not be entirely necessary, but it definitely makes it easier. And therefore, strictly speaking, this should not invalidate the water. However, since he is once again busying himself in doing this, and it's not entirely necessary, so Midrabonon, they were strict and ruled the water invalid as a result of it. And according to Rabbi Yossi, the story that was cited in the previous Mishnah didn't occur with regards to the question of the previous Mishnah, but rather, It's with regards to this case of this Mishnah that the Sanhedrin, the main court in Yavne, validated the water as a one-off ruling because of the extreme loss of money that was involved. So Rabbi Yossi argues on the details of the story, and according to him... The question that was asked over there was with regards to this case of our Mishnah.